All right, welcome to the BFR podcast presented by Sports Mockery. My name's Dave. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dave underscore BFR. I'm joined by my co-host, Ficky. You can follow him on Twitter at It's Ficky Baby. Uh, unbelievably, we are in our final preseason preview. Bears versus Bills starts tomorrow at noon. Uh, we're going to go ahead and just uh, kind of preview it, talk about the position battles, talk about Justin Fields, how much we want him to play. Uh, we have uh, Jacob Infante from the Windy City Gridiron who's going to be joining us uh, just talking ball. And there's a lot of news. Um, before Jacob gets in here and before we hop into the Bears versus Bills preview, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about uh, some breaking news. Uh, if you're not on Twitter, if you don't have ESPN or Bleacher Report or whatever, uh, Trey Lance was traded uh, to the Dallas Cowboys uh which is honestly surprising within itself. Uh, the fact that he was yeah. trading, we kind of are traded. We all kind of had a feeling that was coming. Uh, but now that it's happened and it's to the Cowboys, Ficky, uh, how do you feel about it, man? I mean, like you said, we knew a trade was bound to happen. You can't be QB – like you're not going to be QB3 and either be on a team. They're probably going to take two. So going to the Cowboys, though, is weird because like they already have a QB2 and obviously Dak. So it's like your QB three. So, you know, what I think they're really doing is like what he should have gotten Sam Fran. They're like, we basically gave up a lottery for you. Fourth isn't that that bad, right? And we're going to actually develop you, you know, get you some snaps and try to see if we can get something out of you. Because the man's only played, what, in three years, like 400 snaps or something like that. That is crazy. Like, I'm not even... I'm not even upset that he couldn't like like he hasn't developed to that point yet. You like if you don't get the practice, like how are you going to get better? So yeah. I'm, I'm happy for him that he's in a new place, just like because you know you want everyone to you know have a chance. But I'm also very excited that it did not work out because the, the 49ers in that draft passed on picking Fields. Not only did they pass on Fields, they traded three first for Trey Lance. And the following players after that, like from four to 10, all the way up to fields, four to 11 are like great players, like Jalen Waddles in there. There's some other great players. I'd have to bring up the list, but like a major miss. And why I'm like kind of happy about that. The pettiness in me is, is because if you go back to 2000, what was that? 16, where we traded uh -huh. with San Francisco for Mitch and everyone's <laughs> Gosh, why would you do that? And obviously it was bad, right? We missed out on Mahomes. But this on paper is way worse. And why I say that is because um, he didn't even get the field. He didn't play. At least Mitch got some starts with us, played seasons, and got us to the playoffs, yeah. right, twice, right? And he was the Nickelodeon MVP. So, you know what MVP. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is crazy when you think about just that trade and how – I mean, I think a lot of it with Mitch is, you know, the Bears traded up. Not a lot of teams are going to trade up for him at that time. And then you have Patrick Mahomes, who you know went later in the draft. Many teams actually passed on him, but you get so we got so much. Um, uh, what is it? Just flack for that yeah. that miss. But you look at this it, this trade. You kind of nailed it perfectly. It's it's honestly crazy, just thinking about how much they gave up, and then they received what a fourth round pick is what I what what, what yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a fourth. Yeah, it's, it's honestly um, not much. Not at all. Not not nearly enough in regards to what they you know bro, what they thought top, top three player bro you like that high of a draft you are supposed to hit and normally when you hit right i mean yeah. even if you miss they get playing time right so you think of like a sam darnold or you know kyle murray is still up in the air but normally even like if you think of like uh baker mayfield right i wouldn't say he's necessarily a, a big hit but 
you know, I mean, he's not a huge miss, but you could say he's a miss. But Baker Mayfield also played. He got on the field. Trey Lance did not get on the field. And unfortunately, a lot of that's to injuries, like back-to-back seasons. But it's like, come on. That's just – it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It is, it is crazy. I mean, we're just – I'm. it was what? An hour ago is when it was announced. Number three overall pick, Trey Lance. I mean, at the end of the day, um, it is what it is. It's a business. The The 49ers are so deep in regards to just how much talent they have. They found Brock Purdy late in the round or late in the draft. So, I mean, their roster is stacked up. For me, it all comes down to kind of Justin Fields. I tweeted this, which, Vicky, you had a really fun tweet, which we, you kind of mentioned it about, you know, they traded three firsts for him. And you're just like, don't ever bring up Mitch trade again, you know. And it's, it's yeah. true. This is honestly one of the – has to be one of the worst trades, um, or at least moves up for value wise. Yes, because how yeah. much you gave up and then how much you missed in that draft as well. Like, think like that whole draft. If we go back, I still to this day, it doesn't make sense. You have the number one quarterback from since high school and the number two quarterback since high school, right? Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, whatever order you want to put them in, that's fine. I won't argue that, right? They were like that since high school, prodigy kids, right? Q, you know, the whole QB1 documentary, they get to yeah. college, and they also show that they're QB1 and QB2. They both ball out at Clemson and Ohio State. Then somehow we get to the NFL draft, and for some reasons, obviously Trevor Lawrence stays the same. Justin Fields is no longer QB2, and there's talks of he's QB4 possibly, QB5. And I'm like, yo, how do you watch the tape and think that? And so I honestly thought, like, in the very beginning, they – being honest, I thought it was just like, oh, it's that draft, like rumor stuff. Like it isn't real. That stuff's not, you know, people, you know, yeah. just saying that to like, you know, just to put rumors out there. And then when it's like, no, they're really like, I think Schefter like basically confirmed like, yeah, they're no, it was the trade obviously. And they traded up and he was like, yeah, they're basically going after Trey Lance. I'm like, yo, that is such a risk for someone who does, even at that time, didn't have that many snaps. So good. I mean, that's on them. So, you know. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Like I said, enough of that. Trey Lance obviously will be in Dallas, probably be back in, you know, Dak up for a couple of years. I don't think Dak's going to be giving up that position anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> um, no. But before Infante, Jacob Infante is going to be hopping in here in about a minute or so. Before we get to that, um, Bears versus Bills, um, it, it's going to be mid 70s. It's going to be a beautiful day for football. Ficky, man, first of all, before we hop into the position battles, what are you? What are you expecting from the Bears as far as the starters go? How much How much do you think they're going to uh, You know what? It's tough because I don't know what five offensive linemen we're putting out there. We did see that a lot of the guys who are like, you know, haven't been, you know, dressed practice and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Said that they, he expects they should be ready for week one. So that's all I really care about. But yeah. how much – how – because he Eberflus even said, like, you know, if Fields is out there, we want him with the starting five linemen, right? That's what you want. You want him out there with his weapons, too. You don't want him out there getting beat up, right? So if the starters aren't all going to be out there, maybe Fields only needs to be out there. Like, if it was like, hey, play a half, maybe I'm like, hey, play a drive. You know what I mean? Play <laughs> a drive and a half, depending on how good the drive is. Like, I don't want you risking getting hurt when literally week one is right around the corner so again i can take a game if he doesn't play at all obviously it was announced he is but like if it's one drive cool that gives me enough to get hyped and carry over into the week one but i can't risk him getting injured out there with a you know not his starting line so yeah um again jacob's gonna be here in a minute we just had a comment here i swear if agent bait Bajan doesn't play more than a quarter yeah. 
Oh yeah. Uh, and we're going to get into that. We're, we're going to talk about Tyson and how much we want to see him play kind of what he needs to do kind of to, I guess, win if he hasn't already that second QB spot. We'll talk about PJ Walker um, here in a minute. Um, speaking of it, we have Jacob and Fonte. Yeah, yeah. Vicky, you want to go get the overlay and we yes, can bring sir. him in? Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. This is where the fun begins. All right. Jacob, can you hear us, man? Yes, sir. I can hear you. Am I coming in good? Yes, sir. You sound perfect, man. Jacob, so we appreciate – for those that don't know, Jacob is a uh, NFL draft analyst for the Windy City Gridiron. He's been on the show, uh, what, a couple months ago, and he's finally back. The preseason is almost over, and we're just going to kind of recap or preview the Bears versus Bills. Before we hop into it, though, Jacob, how you doing, man? Season's almost here. I'm doing great, man. Uh, it's, it's it's a wild time, honestly. Like I yeah. can't believe that it's finally just around the corner. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm just uh, I'm just excited that this sort of dead period in the football offseason is over with. Uh, preseason's giving us something to actually talk about, and now the regular season <laughs> just a few weeks away. I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than this. It doesn't get any better than this. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of uh, stuff to talk about, one of the biggest topics right now is, you know, backup quarterback Tyson Bajan. He is he's had two great preseason games. He's had a pretty good training camp. We're going to kind of talk about just key position battles and we're going to start with the the backup quarterback. because it's, it's honestly the talk of the week, at least. Um, it's P.J. Walker versus uh, Tyson Bajan. We have Nathan Peterman in there, but I mean. I don't know if he's going to be able to kind of make that leap, at least as far as fighting for a roster spot, you know. But I want to know who you think will come in first after Justin Fields tomorrow. Do you think it's Tyson or do you think it's PJ? So what I think will happen and what I would do are two different things. I think PJ Walker is going to be the QB too. That's what I think. Uh, and that's going off of the fact that, you know, he's played in the league longer. He has, you know, some – some resemblance to success at the NFL level, you know, stepping in as a spot starter, as a backup if for, you know, different areas. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, I think the NFL is a, what can you, what have you done for me lately league? And yeah. there's no denying Tyson Bajan has been impressive in the preseason. So I think that I would give Bajan those second string snaps. Will he get them? I don't think so. That's just my opinion. Really? Uh, just because I feel like that's that, that's the way they, they'll go about it. They might bring Bajan in a little bit earlier. They might keep the second stringers in a little bit longer just so Bajan can get yeah. some reps with the twos. But when it's all said and done, I think that – I think at least in the first game they'll stick with Walker because, I, I mean, you, you could argue Walker's been the fourth best quarterback on the team in the preseason. And – with the money they're paying him, I mean, granted, it's not like a ton. Two million, yes, yeah, two million. Yeah, like but yeah, but it, it, it's million. more than what you'd pay a third-string quarterback. It's more than what you'd pay a fourth-string quarterback. I mean, mm -hmm. so with, with all that considered, I'd say I'd say Walker they'll keep as the second-string guy, but I think Bajan's done an incredible job in the preseason. I'd give him reps with the twos personally, but you know, then again, I'm not in charge, so. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Poulter, yeah, that'd be great. Ryan Poulter, yeah, Ryan Poles, if you're out there, hit me up. Uh, <laughs> right, we're open. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I agree with Jacob though. Like, it's I, the the backup quarterback. I feel like nowadays is so like based on experience. Like we see that all yeah. the time, and that's why these QB twos last forever. Like 
That's why uh, – who was our QB2 who was in the league forever? Just uh, Trevor Simeon? Not Simeon, not last year. Sorry. Uh, oh, Chase Daniel. Yeah, it came from the Lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that man's been a certified backup forever, but why they like that is because, like, they used to talk about, like, Chase Daniel come in and he does – exactly what you want a pro to do you know what i mean and so when that you know when the opportunity comes in where he has to fill in you're not going to be worried that he doesn't know the plays or he doesn't run the offense right skill may not be there but they have the experience that you're not going to have those mess ups so i agree with you jacob that i feel like since pj walker's actually started nfl games right with talented people including dj moore that he's going to that they have more faith in him even though you know and the tape may not show that at the moment so yeah, I, I agree with both of you. I, I kind of hope to see Tyson come out tomorrow. I think it would just be fun, especially kind of how Flus and, and, and Getsy were kind of talking about Tyson. You know, it would be cool to kind of give him that opportunity to see what he can do, get that confidence too, that vote of confidence. At the end of the day, we'll see. Now, I want to know, Jacob, what does Tyson have to do to win the job tomorrow? Is there And is there anything he can do? Or is it kind of just automatically, hey, he may have a great game tomorrow, uh, but at the end of the day, PJ has more experience. We're just not comfortable having him, you know, a division two quarterback come in here and back up fields when he could be playing minimum, you know, uh, meaningful games. It's kind of help, especially with Justin Fields, perhaps getting injured for a game or two. So is there anything he can do tomorrow? And if he can, what is it? I, I think there is, I think there's some, there's stuff that he can do uh, mm-hmm. just because if Eberflus has been preaching that the QB two spot is wide open then I feel like it would be pretty hypocritical to not give Bajan like a realistic shot just because of off how he's been playing. I mean, you'd be a fool not to consider it at the very least. So I'd have to say one, maybe PJ Walker doesn't have another great, you know, he has a game to the caliber of what he's had in the first two games. So not all that great. I think that would help Bajan's chances of jumping in the depth chart, but also I'd like to see Bajan, if he can get, say like two touchdowns, if he can get some drives going on offense, if he can score multiple times or even one touchdown in a field goal in the preseason, I think that's worth looking into. Uh, obviously, I think the standard's going to be higher for Bajan, and right now it's Walker's job to lose just because of, you know, like we've mentioned, the experience and the, the fact they've paid him a little more. I guess they don't want to cut their losses or admit their mistake. Uh, yeah. But I, I think that if Bajan, if he – plays the way he has through the first two games doesn't even have to be as well as what he did in that one, you know, massive drive uh, in that last game against the Colts. Just just good quarterbacking. As long as he has a good game and if Walker doesn't play super well, then I think he should have like a realistic chance at quarterback too. It's just a matter of what are those outside factors going to do? I'm expecting Bajan though, to have a good game and, Truthfully, against some of that inferior competition that he's going up against, I think he's going to have the opportunity to really uh, to really shine. Well, Jacob, here's my follow up with that. If let's say he doesn't win QB two. Yeah. Do you think the Bears in their final depth chart, you know, the rosters, they carry three quarterbacks? And if not, and he makes a practice squad, will he stay on there or do you think another team will snipe him? I think another team's going to snipe him. So that's why. That's why I'm thinking Bajan should be a roster lock. I mean, I feel like it'd be crazy to let him go, like especially with the emergency quarterback rule yeah, that they have now where in most cases it'd be beneficial for teams to have three quarterbacks on the 53-man roster uh, because just because it doesn't count against the active 46 that you have. 
So and that's incredibly valuable. You want to play it safe, the most important position of the game. So when you consider that and the fact that Bajan's young and the fact that he's been killing it in the preseason, uh, I think that I'm 99% sure, 99% sure he makes the active roster. Whether or not he makes it as QB2, that's another story. But mm-hmm. I think that the demand for that QB3 around the league is going to be a lot higher now than it ever has been. So if you, you know, you're playing the, the risk of keeping him on the practice squad, I, you know, that leaves, oh, this guy's looked pretty good in the preseason. I'll give him a shot as my QB3. Let's steal him off the Bears practice squad. I think that there's going to be at least one team that would be willing to do that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Bajan should make the team. And it's interesting, too, because I don't think we've been in this position in a decade where we yeah. had a quarterback. Well, first off, we have a starting quarterback that we're happy about, or at least content with a little bit. And not only that, we double dip and we're helping get that development quarterback, right? I don't yeah. think Ryan Pace drafted a quarterback in his whole tenure other than Mitch. Right. He ne- I don't think he. Yeah, it was it was Mitch and Fields. So uh, nobody outside, nobody oh, yeah. outside. Not about one. Fields. He did do that. Parting gift. Nobody, <laughs> nobody outside around one, which yeah. is insane. Wild. So and, I, and I'm a proponent of like every year you, you should. And maybe, you know, I'm not a GM. Maybe this is why. But I think every year you should just be picking up quarterbacks. Right. Like even if it's late round, because as we saw with the 49ers and as you mentioned, Jacob, with that new rule, you you're going to need a quarterback. Right. Like it. They get hurt all the time because they have 250 pound linemen crushing their bodies. Right. So I think it's important that not only like we don't just keep them to have a third, but we also keep them to let's see if we can develop something out of this kind of with the uh, basically what the Cowboys just did with Trey Lance. They're like, hey, let's go get him. And then let's see if we can actually make something out of it, right. The potential may be higher, higher ceiling. But at the end of the day, if you can develop it in house, it saves you money and you know, you're, it's a safety net for you. So it can win you a game here or there. Absolutely. I, I kind of agree with all, everything in, in regards to Tyson. The only thing I'm a little concerned about is it is preseason. So it is kind of vanilla, um, you know, yeah. obviously with fields and, it, it, you take everything with kind of grain of salt. It's hard to do, especially when it is, you know, Justin Fields or a guy like Tyson where you just get really excited. But he hasn't really pushed the ball down the field yet. Like, and maybe he hasn't had the opportunity to, but it's been like kind of short. He had, you know, a good little, um, a couple get big plays, but it's just, I'm a little concerned. And, and PJ has that experience. So as far as just like giving him the reins, um, unless he like balls out again tomorrow, I'm like, I just don't think you can do it, you know, it, it, but you have to keep him. I agree with that 99.9% sure. I think it would be a huge cut. Um, and a huge surprise. But as far as surprise cuts, I want to kind of get to the running back room. Uh, tomorrow, there's, there's there's a couple of position battles. I think the corner's kind of unlocked now as far as, you know, um, the Tyreek Stevenson and that battle going on. But the running back room is, you know, it goes Khalil Herbert, Foreman. This is just the depth chart. So, I mean, Foreman could be way down the line right now, but that's how they have it. And then it's Rosan Johnson, Travis Homer, and then Treston Ebner. So tomorrow um, – who do you think is who needs to perform to kind of keep that where they're at? Do you think Rojan has a chance to even leap Herbert? Or do you think at the end of the day, week one, it's Herbert no matter what? I feel pretty confident saying Herbert will probably start week one. Me too. Whether or not that changes, I mean, that's up for debate. I think Rojan down the line has a legit shot to become the running back one in this offense. I'd say that in all honesty, uh, Deontay Foreman needs to have a good game. Because mm-hmm. you're looking at Roshan, he's performed quite well through his first two games. 
He's got all the momentum in the world right now. Foreman, you know, hasn't really done a whole lot in the preseason. He's played, but hasn't necessarily done a ton with that playing time. So I think, you you know, you ride the hot hand. I'm a firm believer in that. And right now that's Roshan over Deontay Foreman, over Homer, over Ebner. So I think that Roshan has a good shot to jump Foreman as the running back too. And at that point, I mean, Homer has more special teams experience than Foreman. Do you want to keep yeah. four running backs? And to say Foreman was really good with the Panthers last year. I wouldn't advocate cutting him, but I don't think it's a 100% lock. He makes the team just because of where they're at right now with Roshan playing well with Homer's experience on special teams. Uh, and I mean, I think Ebner's more of a practice squad. Practice squad. Point. Uh just because he didn't have a great rookie year and he hasn't capitalized in the preseason. But I'd say Roshan's got a real opportunity to rise up the depth chart. And even though I don't think he's going to be able to take that starting job week one, I think that he can make a good case of, all right, I might not be the starter right away, but you're going to have to give me some touches because I'm playing really good football and I'm a level of, of size, speed, and power that's going to be really dangerous for NFL defenses to go up against. I, uh, I completely agree with you in regards to Roshan. And then, thank you, before you, you go, man, so mm-hmm. you said uh, Foreman, which is interesting because Adam Johns, he came out with an article at The Athletic, and one of his surprise cuts was actually Foreman, which is, you, you, it, again, he had a very productive, I think he had more productive season than David Montgomery last year. And that's just, honestly, it's weird to say even, and even reading it when, you know, when I first. Half the season, know, too, I think, right, he didn't play the full season, well, as the starter, so. Yeah, the man went off like the second half of the season. Yeah. And maybe that just shows just how deep that room is, you know, which is good to have. Um, but Vicky, who do you think, man? Do you think Foreman's going to be man, perhaps I, a cut or? I don't want him to get cut for two reasons. First off, we signed him. So, you know, you, you're signing someone in, then cutting him. I don't, I don't really like that look. Yeah. And then secondly, running backs, as we know, get beat to crap. Like they get beat up. We've had multiple seasons where we had to go to running back three, right? I've in our in in the past decade, there's been multiple seasons where we've gone to RB3. So if that's the case, if you have four, right, getting to RB3 and your RB3 is Foreman, and even if it's Roshan, like that's much better than your RB, you know, having that and then being able to move make him RB1 and then your four become two. Does that make sense? So I'm more happy with keeping four in the roster, and I think they will. And I know I just said that in the most <laughs> most difficult way ever but yeah i would like to have at least four just because they they're i mean they get beat every play so kind of yeah. like i feel with linemen linemen and running backs any of those guys in near the trenches getting tackled every player pass blocking things like that like prone to injuries i say the more the merrier yeah i think it's just interesting just the depth that some of these positions that the bears have you know given you know where they were last year it's honestly just relief and it's fun that we kind of even get to kind of have excitement going to this third preseason game. Typically, I'm just like, all right, let's get to the season. But tomorrow, and I bet you guys kind of feel the same way. It's like we get to, there's a lot to still watch, you know, yeah. outside of the QB battle, which is really fun, uh, the backup QB battle. But there's just so many other spots. Another one. Dave, well, Dave, um, before we before we yeah. get off running back. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Taylor to the Bears. Oh, uh, Herbert, no, Herbert, and Herbert in a second and maybe something else. Do you say yes or do you say no for that? I know I want to ask you guys first before I give my opinion. Yeah, I'll let, I'll go. I'll let Jacob go first, man. He's the All guest. Right. Uh, I know he feels pretty strongly here. So I'll say I I do really like Jonathan Taylor. 
I think he could put up insane numbers in this offense, but you also have to consider the high draft price that you have to give up for him. You also have to consider the fact that you're going to have to pay him big money. Uh, I wouldn't at that price. I wouldn't at that price. Uh, what What's your asking price then? Ideally. Uh, so what I'd start – okay, so I'd start with – all right, so I'd start with a fourth, not expecting them to say yes to that. I'd kind of lowball them a little bit, and then I'd work to say like a third and then like a future fifth or something like that. I'd be willing to do that. I'm generally not a huge fan of, you know, oh, not only – paying running backs a massive amount of money over a long-term deal, which, which sucks because they're incredible talents and, you know, but it's just the nature of the position, you know, they get beat up and they, they tend to fall off faster than most positions do. So I I'd say no at two, uh, two and Herbert three and Herbert. I'd listen three and Herbert. I'd listen. I'd have to consult with my, uh, my front office <laughs> scenario. But, uh, but yeah, I, and that that's, that's coming okay. from, I think Taylor's a stud, but just with what the bears are at right now, I don't think they're one running back away. Yeah. Okay. Man. Is Roshan off the, is Roshan off the table? If it's like, Hey, uh, a fifth round in Roshan and you got yourself a deal. What? So, so I, I'd, I'd value Roshan more than I'd value Herbert at this stage from a trade perspective. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you get two extra years of rookie contract at a running back, which is like, that's a goldmine in today's NFL. It's just the way that the league's set up. So if you're going from like a third and Roshan, I'd probably say no to that. Fourth and Roshan, eh, you know, <laughs> maybe. I, I could be talked into it. Uh, but yeah, I generally think, would it be fun? Absolutely. And I'd have... I, I just have a, like a shitload of fun watching Jonathan Taylor out of the backfield with Justin Fields, you know, just so running, tough. running that option. How do you defend that? But, you know, you also have to keep in mind today's NFL. Like, do you want to pay a running back $15 million? They're going to want you know, like this three, four year deal. And, you know, realistically, most times they, you get one good year out of them when they're on the contract and then off and then they fall off. And yeah. Injuries uh, too, like you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, like we guys, we were saying earlier, uh, you're in the trenches, you're getting hit so often, it leaves you more susceptible to, you know, to injuries compared to, you know, say a wide receiver or someone who doesn't get hit so hard every single time they're out there. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, it's interesting about the whole thing is the Colts are like, nah, we're not going to pay you that. Oh, but what do we want in return? Is basically the same. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. we're we're telling the league you're not worth that, but hey, to get you off this team, you are worth that. You know what I mean? You're worth yeah. that. <laughs> it's like how it can't work both ways here. So it'll yeah, be interesting to see how that plays out. Dave, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, so I want to. So Jonathan Taylor is so interesting. He's so electric. Uh, you know, in a in a different way than Fields. You know, as far as just running the ball. But I mean, last year's production was a little bit, it was down, but he, and it, he only played 11 games and he almost had, still almost had a thousand yards rushing, um, which is in, insane to me. And then his last, you know, the other two years, it was 1,800 yards, 16 or uh, 1,169 yards. And then he's a pretty decent receiver, too, where he has what, almost 40 plus receptions each season. 
Um, so for me, it's a no brainer. Like, I don't want to sound crazy, but it's like, I don't believe the bears have a talent in that backfield right now. Um, that could even match, you know, Herbert, I love him, but Taylor's, I think, you know, another tier or two Roshan. I love the, um, projection. I love the potential. And I think, you know, that rookie contract that, that that's a lot of value right there. Cause Taylor's not going to come free. You know, there's going to be a deal and it's going to cost the bears. And as far as draft capital, absolutely not a second. I don't even know if I, I think I would, I think I'd part ways with the third. I really do. Just cause you, you, know, you look at Bayless third rounder, you know, there it's kind of hit or miss sometimes. And so for me, it's like Jonathan Taylor, a third round pick and Herbert. I think you do that deal no matter. I think you do it hundred percent, but the only issue is that the contract and how much, yeah, you know, absolutely. is it, is he, he's wanting a new deal. Is that right? Yeah. He's wanting yeah. to be extended. And so for me, it's like, how much would that cost the bears? And that would obviously play a huge, you know, factor. And well, if we look at Paul's philosophy, he's, it seems like it's not going to happen because it yeah. Paul's so far has kind of been like more modern with like the type of team he's building. So unfortunately, like we said, we want these running backs to get paid. But at the same time, it's like yeah. we don't want to pay these running backs because we know how it is. So yeah. I don't think it's happening. It's yeah. more likely a pipe dream, but you never know. I mean, again, this is a new GM still. We've only seen one year of like moves he's made. And so far, they've all been pretty good. So maybe, you know, he takes a risk here. I don't know. It'll be interesting because he is only 24. So it still kind of aligns with, you know, if you're going to take that risk, it might align. Uh, I don't know. You'd have to kind of say Fields is like we have to be in competition like next year. If we're not in mm -hmm. competition next year, then the yeah. Jonathan Taylor trade doesn't make sense. So I wonder how they project the team moving yeah. forward. That's fair. And I'll, I'll I'm just shock that Anthony Richardson. Oh, go ahead, Jacob. Oh, no, I was just going to say, just real quick, I think that the two teams that I'd pin down for Jonathan Taylor, just off the top of my head, I'd say Ravens and Dolphins. I think those are oh. two teams who they're, they're closer to competing than the Bears right now. Dolphins have a great offense ahead of them, haven't been able to figure out the running back position. I think you can make the argument – Sure, is Tua the type of guy to take you to the Super Bowl? I don't know, but that's a damn good roster. And Jonathan Taylor on the backfield is huge. Uh, and then the Ravens, I mean, they're also – go to that one. Didn't the Dolphins did, – didn't they just turn down the Dolphins' trade offer, though? Yeah, so I did see Wasn't something enough. about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no idea what they offered. I have no idea how they value Jonathan Taylor. But I, I, I do think that there's a possibility where maybe they'll – They'll, they'll get back to it and negotiate because the, the Colts know the Dolphins have been trying to figure out that position for a while and haven't been able to. And then with the Ravens, I mean, Lamar Jackson and Jonathan Taylor, that's just, I think that's too good to pass up with where their backfield's been at with the, all the injuries and inconsistent play they've had. And again, I think it's, you look, both of those teams, the Ravens and Dolphins are ahead of where the Bears are right now. I think they're closer to being like a true Super Bowl contender than Chicago. Yeah. So I think a trade there makes more sense uh, given the need of running back and also given just where those teams are compared to Chicago. I'm fine oh, man, with that. that would be in the AFC. So we got scary. Team. That would be scary. Again, it's just like how bad does, you know, does polls want to make a move? Does he like, does he value Jonathan Taylor? Does he see that fit kind of with fields where it could be? I mean, that would be a, just a pain in the ass to deal with as far as like, Taylor and Fields and and then you can bring in you know if you keep Herbert you know just a, re a revolving door and keep Taylor fresh too it would be interesting 
Speaking of, you know, trades, one that I think is even more intriguing, we were going to talk about the edge rushers and what, what it means for some of these players tomorrow against the, uh, the bills. Um, before we do, um, there, there's a, you know, there's a report, a lot of rumor, a lot of speculation, um, about Chris Jones, defensive tackle, you know, for the Kansas city chiefs, he's honestly, um, probably top two, three at his position. He wants to get paid a lot, but you know, Kansas city is obviously, they have a value. They have Patrick Mahomes. They have players of their own. They have to worry about. So as far as financials, it's just not going to work out more than likely the bears ESPN 1000 confirmed it. there's been a bunch of, you know, take Twitter with a grain of salt, of course, but there's a bunch of rumors about the bears being at least interested. They've made a call, which they should do, but Jacob, does that intrigue? Does Chris Jones trade? Does that intrigue you more, or are you kind of out on that too? That I'd say that intrigues me more for sure. Uh, yeah, I think that in today's NFL, especially a defensive tackle who can rush the passer as well as Chris Jones does, that's something you don't see very often. So he's one out of like maybe five blue chip defensive tackles in the entire league, and you know maybe that I'm being generous just off of pure three techs who can rush the passer, like Aaron Donald, DeForest Buckner, or Chris Jones, and then Jeffrey Simmons, maybe. I'd have to think about the rest of them. But, uh, you know, w- w- with that said, I think that it, he, Chris Jones isn't going to come cheap. Uh, I know we mentioned there's going to be a high price for Jonathan Taylor. There's going to be a way higher price for Chris Jones. Uh, given his positional value, given his proven production, uh but I do think that it makes all the sense in the world, really. Uh, just what Chicago is, what their defense is rooted in. Obviously, there's such a big value on at the three technique defensive tackle position. And Chris Jones, you can't get much better than Chris Jones. So it fit it fixes that situation perfectly. For the people saying, "Oh, but they drafted Dexter, they drafted Pickens." Yes, you have those guys, but. Also, keep in mind, defensive tackles rotate in and out a bit because they're big guys, you know, like 320 pounds that are taking a beating consistently. Uh, you, you like to rotate them. So just because you drafted two guys there who, you know, both of them really good athletes, high ceilings, but both of them were kind of touted as being raw coming out of college. You get a guy like Chris Jones, he serves as a great mentor for those guys, and you can maybe – slow just exactly how much you need to expect from Dexter and Pickett, how much you need to rely on those guys coming in. So again, I know he's going to be 30. If he he's 29 or 30 years old, I don't remember which. And just, he's he ask just turned 29. Oh, so, shoot. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. it's not bad. He turned it, it as July, his July birthday. So, I mean, he's, it's still, you know, pass rushers. You don't know. He's, he's, he's close to 30. He's almost 30, which it could be. Yeah. When did we get Mac? When did we get Cleo Mac? How old was he? Was he 27? 27, I oh, think. 20, oh, so prime. So that, he's probably that prime. Right. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like 27. So one thing, one thing, and Vicky, I'll let you get on this because I know you're, you have, you're passionate about this. And so, but one thing that's interesting, there was a report. It was Jones was wanting around $30 million per year. And I don't know if he's looking for a long-term deal, if that's like two or three-year deal, but he wants Aaron Donald money. And for me, that's that's an insane amount. I don't think the Bears can do that. Jacob, I kind of want to get your thoughts. Is that too high? And is there a possible, like, what's, how far, how much, how much would you be willing to pay him um, to come to Chicago? And then also, um, two part question here, you know, it's going to cost at least a first rounder, in my opinion. 
Um, are you willing to give up that that pick as well? Or kind of what would you kind of do if you were Ryan Poles, put on the GM hat? How would you kind of facilitate this trade? How would you talk with Chris Jones? Hey, I can't do 30, but what, what would you be able to uh, – what would you cook up? So I'd pay him over 25, that's for sure. I think that where the defensive tackle market's at, like Deron Payne got over 20. I think Jones plays – I think three techs more valuable than like that one tech type of nose. Uh, I see that comment there. I give up Chicago's first round pick and keep Carolina's. I think they're going to ask for Carolina's because, you know, assuming if you're adding Chris Jones to this bears roster, the bears are going to have the worst pick uh, and the Panthers are going to be higher up. What I'd be interested in doing is, I'd offer the Bears 2025 first round pick. And with that in mind, because you still have two seconds, keep that, you know, from you got the second round pick from the Panthers trade, and then you have your own second round pick. You have two firsts in 2024, get an edge rusher, maybe two edge rushers, I don't know, and then or a wide receiver, <laughs> offensive lineman. You could go crazy with that. And I and we've seen the Bears back in 2020. They had two second round picks. They got Cole Komet and Jalen Johnson out of it. Uh, just the other year, they had Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker as two second round picks. You can do some serious damage, and you can add some serious value to your roster with two second round picks. That's what I do. I'd, I'd offer the 2025 first. See if the Chiefs are into it. Maybe throw in like a 2024 fourth. So they get some sort of quicker value. Uh, but that's what I'd offer. I, I don't think I'd part with Carolina's first round pick just because I think that's going to be too high. Uh, Chicago's maybe, but I don't know. At, at that point with how much you're going to be paying him, I think that does uh, affect his stock a little bit. But in an ideal world, if you're trading for Chris Jones, you keep both of your first round picks in 24 move on from one in 25, which would probably be a later one anyway. Uh, and then just go crazy uh, in the 2024 off season. Honestly, yeah, it's, that's it's <sighs> go Ficky. Yeah. I was going to say, it, I mean, are we one player away? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's Chris, Chris Jones. Talent that de- that, that defense would be, that defense would be oh, legit. It'd be much Thank better. You. It'd be much better. It would oh be, but we're still missing some like really good defensive ends. You know what I mean? Like he, Yes, yeah, we yeah. improve the team, but like, does that move us from seven wins to nine wins, or like nine wins to eleven wins? I mean, yeah, I I just feel but, like there's a comment here which I agree with. Don't rush the process. I think so far, polls are stuck to it, and they agree with uh, Whitfield here as well. Let's just build through the draft. All right, maybe you know, let's just keep. You know, we first we have to see what this team's about. I think this year, let's kind of see, like, is Fields the dude? If Fields is the dude and that's confirmed, then we can start thinking about moves like this. What I get scared mm-hmm. of is PTSD from 2018, where we were like, is Mitch the dude? Like, I mean, I wasn't, but people out there like, was Mitch the dude? And Pace is like, you know, I'm just going to risk it. If he is, we're set. If he's not, you screw the team for, you know, years to come. And this is a big deal, not as big as Mac. So I'm like, let's kind of confirm that Fields is that guy. Once that's mm-hmm. done, then when like because it's gonna happen next year. There's disgruntled stars all the time not getting their money. Next year we have cap space. We still have picks. We're gonna see a new batch of people, and there's gonna be trades that happen. So I'm more like let's let's forego this one until we get more confirmation about what this team really is. 
Okay. Well, hear me out because he said he's willing. Chris Jones, he tweeted something. He made a comment. He's like, I'm willing to sit out to week to week eight. You know, as far he'll lose a lot of money, but he said, I am not playing. Uh, I will sit out now. I mean, he has to back that up. But if he, if that's the case and you get about five games of Justin Fields where he's just, you know, first of all, destroys the Packers week one and then just continues to ball out and you see, okay, yep, he's the guy. Then you could perhaps make that trade. But for yeah. me, if even if you made it now, because with Jacob, great point. And if you could sell the 2025 first round pick, you keep both next year. It doesn't, if Fields isn't the guy, you could still get a quarterback next year. And then that rookie quarterback is going to be loaded up. Like you're going to have a defense that is ready for him. You're going to have an offense that should be, you know, still top of the league, you know, if it, especially if DJ Moore is still there, which he should be. But to have a rookie quarterback come into a scenario next year where you're like, you're just going to have still a ton of draft capital at your disposal. You got two first round picks. I mean, it, it could be interesting, especially say the Panthers somehow are the worst team next year. Yeah. They're number one. We're right back in the driver's seat, you know, yeah, and Jacob you're, is going to go crazy with his mock drafts. So he's going to be busier <laughs> than all get out, but he loves it. He's a sicko, but it would be so interesting. It would be so interesting if you well, had a rookie, not that I don't want fields to succeed. Cause that would kind of, if he is the guy, then it's like your jump started, you know, yeah. it's electric. Yeah. Well, here's, here's, here's my thing just to go to combat that on the other side is that, well, if we, if that does happen, right, we have to, there's a couple things that have to go our way. So if we do have Chris Jones at this point and fields is not the dude. And first of all, I got to put this comment back up on here because yes, I know fields, sorry, fields is way better than Mitch. Yeah. I'm never questioning that. We, I think everyone here agrees with that way higher potential. And I think, you know, he's going to ball out, but let's just say hypothetically, he doesn't. We have Chris Jones. So the first thing that has to happen is we have to get a lot. One of the two picks have to be somewhere within the range to get someone like Caleb Williams or do uh, uh, what's the guy from North Carolina, Drake may Drake may Drake may. Yes. So to get, to get one of those two, or, you know, we can package them up and move forward. Then the next risk is the risk that comes with every player in the NFL draft. We then have to ask the question again, is this guy that dude? Because if he's not right, then now we have all this money spent up on, you know, someone like Chris Jones. Instead, the safer route, not as exciting, is, okay, let's figure out. If Fields is not, we still have all our picks. So it's not like we have all this wasted money on these stars that we brought in to, you know, compete for a championship. Most of it's homegrown. We can start getting old contracts like Eddie Jackson, things like that. And we'll still have enough talent around him because we've been building this past couple two drafts that that new rookie quarterback can like you know he's not coming in with like a garbage team like mitch did in 2016 so that's just i'm not going to be mad if he chris jones i'll freak out i'll be excited but i'm it, it's like is it a little bit premature i guess we'll find out no it's interesting i i like i said it's all hypothetical at this point um jacob do you have anything else you want to share on, on chris jones or anything like that man I'll just say, stick purely hypothetical here. So let's talk Chris Jones, Yannick Ngakwe, Demarcus Walker, Dravon Dexter, Justin Jones, Andrew Billings, Zach Pickens, uh, Travis Gibson, probably Terrell Lewis. Uh, that's not a perfect defensive line. But that's a way, way better defensive line than what they had, say, like a month ago. You bring in Yannick as a guy who can contribute off the edge, who's mm-hmm. been consistent as a pass rusher, maybe yeah. not as like a full three-down guy who can defend the run super well, but he can get after the quarterback, you know, 
as good as almost anyone. And then you bring in a guy like Chris Jones. Somehow, if you're able to keep both of your first rounders in 2024 and you draft, say, like a JT Tuimoloau out of Ohio State, a Dallas Turner from Alabama, uh, Jared Verse from Florida State, I mean, and whoever else, whoever else jumps up the board at that time, you're cooking with something. You're cooking with something. So that it's a fun hypothetical to think of. I don't think it's going to happen. I'll just clarify that. I know I've talked yeah. a little bit about it. We've talked about it, but I don't think it's going to happen. But that would be pretty fun. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, and it's it fun would- to think about. That's that's what football season is really all about. And, and you know, the the season is almost here. So as far as just hypotheticals, we're kind of probably won't be talking about it too much because there's just be so much to break down, so much to talk about with just the actual games being played. Um, uh, Jacob, I know you got to head out of here. We appreciate hopping in, man. We, we really do. Uh, one last question before you go. I'm not sure. Last time we had you on, I'm not sure if we asked this question. We've been asking it to every guest that, you know, comes on that is a Bears fan. Um, so if I ask you this already, just let me know. Uh, but who is your favorite Bears player of all time and why? Hmm. Put oh, you on so the spot. I don't, I, don't think you, I don't think you asked me that the last time, so – I think uh, what I'm going to go with is uh, my favorite Bears player of all time, Brian Urlacher. Mm, and, wow. Okay. okay. That's a good so, one. We haven't had that one yet. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say that, uh, you know, growing up, like I, when I first got into football, it was the mid 2000s Bears, those tremendous defenses that, you know, that uh-huh. hard nosed running game, that great offensive line, the, you know, inconsistent quarterback play, but, you know, still love them all the same. Uh, and Brian Urlacher was the face of the franchise at the time. And which is crazy to think about now, like a middle linebacker being the bona fide superstar of that defense. Oh, don't, don't play that one. Oh yeah. Don't. Yeah. Well, that, that's <laughs> yeah, that was a bad one. I remember that's that game. Play, not, yeah. <laughs> but, all, the others, all the others. Though. That was like the end of, that was more near the end of his career though. So that doesn't count. He yeah, was, that, he that, was that, much that, slower at that point. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, Erlacher was, I just remember I loved watching him play. I thought, you know, how hard he hit guys, how good he was uh, as an athlete, how big he was, just how well he moved for that size was unbelievable, how smart he was. Uh, This is really impressive stuff. And uh, Brian Urlacher, number 54, is the first Bears jersey I ever owned. And I think it was solidified for me when – so I had the chance a couple years ago to – actually interview Brian Urlacher and oh that's dope yeah no and it it was like it was he just made it into the hall of fame and I was I was just like I wasn't even in college at the time like I was like a senior or whatever in high school and it was the most intimidating thing ever but his uh like the hair the hair growing company or whatever uh yeah yeah, like billboards uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah billboards literally everywhere in Chicago uh but yeah, no, they, they sponsored it and uh, they, you know, their PR person reached out to me and I'm like, sure, I'll go. I'll talk to Brian or like, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but and I went there. I remember being so nervous. I'm like, because I had talked with players before I'd interviewed guys before, but this was my favorite player growing up. And I'm, you know, clearly the youngest one there. And I had the chance to speak with him one-on-one, just a super cool dude. It, it treated me like just one of the guys uh, and I, the, the, there's a little tidbit. I remember on my way out, you know, we had the interview. It was great. Uh, the bears had just traded for Khalil Mack. So we were talking about that. Uh, and 
I grabbed like there was a plate of cookies. Like they had like drinks and stuff, and you know I, I had to drive home. Plus, I was uh, I was in high school and I never once consumed alcohol, not at all, when I was you know underage. No, not once. <laughs> about, but uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I took a cookie. I t- yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Me, never, no way. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, t- I took a cookie on the way out and like. Brian Urlacher, like he finished his, uh, he finished his interviews and he was walking around with like some of the, some of like the representatives. And he said something like, Hey, Jacob, you know, don't go taking all the cookies. I want to get some. And I'm like, (laughs) the fact that Brian Urlacher just said my name and joked around with me in the hallway, like I I was trying so hard to not like fanboy out in that moment. So yeah, for, for that moment. And then just for, you know, him being the superstar of the team when I first got into football, he'll forever hold that spot in my heart. So uh, I've rambled a bit, but that's my that's my Dude, Brian Urlacher story. No, that's great. I love it. I love it. No ramble at all. You kind of broke the the streak though. The last three episodes, last three guests we've had, it's always it's been Devin Hester, three oh, in a row. Everybody, yeah, so, I mean, Devin. Yeah. I'm glad you came up with someone. Who, I mean, Brian Urlacher is a pretty easy one too. I mean, I mean he's he's, a, he's an yeah. amazing player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The so, fact that he was a former safety too is like wild. Like, did you imagine? Or I mean, he was much small. I mean, he was never small, but he was much smaller at what, Arizona, right, or Arizona State. That was a uh, new New Mexico. New Mexico. That's right. New Mexico. Yes. That's, right. That's right. Boy, Lobos, baby. Can you imagine running a deep post and then Brian Urlacher comes across and hits oh. you. <laughs> God, man. Oh, God. No, thank you. No, thank you. Man. I, I well, got hey, a question yeah. thinking about that. <laughs> is he as big? Is he as big in person? Like, he's a big dude. As, yeah, he's like because okay. he looks ginormous. Yeah, he's like six four, uh, and I'm like five ten, so he towered over me. Uh, and you know, I don't think he was like two fifty, like what he was in his playing days. But he he was right. still, I'd say, like a good two twenty, maybe. So he, he's so, still a bigger cat. Uh, yeah, it was a little, it was daunting, but he was just a super cool dude. Yeah. I think what's crazy, the craziest thing about him is that he was that big and could move. So, like, not near the end of his career. It was more, like, instinctual. But, like, his prime years, that man was fast. And he, yeah. like, you, I, I mean, other than maybe, like, Ray – he may have been bigger than Ray Lewis. But, like, I, I put, like, him and Ray Lewis, like, size-wise and speed together. But, like, you don't really – especially in today's NFL, you don't see boys that big other than Tremaine Edmonds. So, <laughs> We, we, we got Erlacher 2.0 coming up. Uh, I'd hope so. I'd hope so. Get the gold jacket. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited about Edmonds. Uh, I really am. But, Jacob, uh, again, we're kind of running over. We appreciate you hopping on, man, taking, you know, more than uh, what you even, you know, signed up for. But we appreciate it. If you guys want to check him out, um, just Windy Cedar Gridiron. Uh, I'm kind of looking through. I don't see a mock draft recently, unless I'm missing it, Jacob. Uh, but uh, he's in this. Yeah, take a little break. But he's an amazing uh, just content creator. He has amazing mock drafts. He's one of the best, most, I would say, authentic people just in regards to that Funny as hell. So Funny as hell. Fun. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't even bring up the tweet, Funny which, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. But um, anyways, Jacob, you have a great night, man, and enjoy tomorrow's game, okay? No, of course. Thanks, you guys, for having me on. Uh, I'll just say – Mock draft coming out before the regular season starts, man. I am, hell yeah. I, I'm sick in the head. <laughs> I'm disturbed as all hell, but uh, I, I'm, I'm rolling with it, baby. I'm rolling with it. So, yeah. No, thank you guys for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely, Thanks, man. Jacob. You take care, all right? Yes, sir. See you guys. Yeah, that was great. 
Jacob was great. Oh, he's amazing. I love Jacob. Again, give him a follow, guys. He's um, honestly just a, he's a, just an amazing he's an amazing dude. Obviously, he covers the Bears, one of you know our favorite team. But he just uh, he his content is just it's it's unique. He loves you know the draft, which I mean I'm a big draft guy myself, but he just yeah. is two tiers he's above funny. and and he's funny, he's man. Funny he's, no, his his I'm sorry, maybe I'm more of his demographic, but his tweets yeah. have me busting love. All the time. It is it's just so funny. I just love funny people and Jacob's great. Plus his other, you know, content he puts out, but yeah, he's he's just a funny man. So definitely give him a follow. Follow Windy City Gridiron, all that good stuff. We'll have him on again, but great stuff. Absolutely. Now, Ficky, we 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 got another what 20. We'll do another 20, 10 to 20 minutes here. We want to finish up just previewing the Bears versus Bills games. Again, if you like if you like that interview, if you like having Jacob on the pod and you're enjoying today's content, uh just take a second, like the like the video if you're here live right now. It really does help uh, the channel grow. Uh, tell a friend, tell a Bears fan. Uh, like Ficky always says, we we appreciate the support the here recently. Too. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> they, they need to learn a little bit about you know real football. But um, anyways, <laughs> if you like the content, just go ahead and just a thumbs up. If you really enjoy, it, you want to help, subscribe. We have another great guest next week coming on, um, and we're just excited for the season to be here. Oh, so almost almost back here. to football. Back to football, um, we have the punt returner. It's a big, it's a key position that we'll, a lot of us are going to be looking towards tomorrow. Dante Pettis, he went to IR today, which was surprising. Kind of creates a interesting dilemma when it comes to the wide receiver room itself. And we'll get to that here in a minute. But it'll be interesting to see who comes out tomorrow. Is it going to avail- Is it going to be Bayless? Is it going to be Tyler Scott, the rookie? I want to know who do you think gets the most reps tomorrow um, at, at the returning spot? And before that, I, I know we're saving our comments for the end, but this one just aligns with it. And it's oh, a yeah. good question, right? Do you think our punt return is even on the roster now? And that's actually a good question Great because question. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I, I saw some, again, it's rumor city right now, but I saw some rumors about uh, Rondell Moore. Well, I love, I've, I, I've, even when he came in, he's very fast, speedy, great hands. Yeah. He's also a punt returner uh, out in Arizona. He's a wide receiver. I think he's like wide receiver. Well, when D Hop was there, he was wide receiver two, but I think he's wide receiver one now. Talk about a trade. I would trade for him. Honestly, okay. I know we have a lot of, <laughs> we have a lot of wide receivers and it may not make sense. We may have to ship someone, but you know, you can never have too many weapons and you have a certified punt returner. Of course, it depends on how much it is, all that stuff. Like, I'm not giving up big you know, draft picks and capital for Rondell Moore. But uh, going back to your question, Dave, who's returning back there? I don't know. I really don't know. I have no idea at this point. I can't read the room. Like, I don't – I, w- I want to give Valus another chance to call me crazy. But, like, if you're going to do it, the man needs practice, right? If you're going to do it, do it in the preseason. Who cares if he must? Yeah. This game doesn't matter at all when it comes to win or loss. So, like, mm, throwing back there, Tyler Scott, he was – that's our boy, but he was like, you know, he's a rookie and he wasn't uh, returning them like better than Valus. So my question is, like, yeah. like, do we do we go to someone next as as Valus lost the position officially? Right. And we know Dante Pettis. We said this last time. Dante Pettis can catch the ball. But like, bro, you're not going anywhere. If Valus can catch the ball, I'm like, oh, you could get us five to 15. You know what I mean? So I almost want to take the risk with Valus in preseason again. But how do you feel about it? For me, the, the issue is we're not going to be, you know, tomorrow it's like it, hopefully the defense does get a lot of stops and we get a, lo- a lot of reps, a lot of opportunities to see some of these guys because it's like, are we going to get two? Are we going to get four? 
you know, six would be ideal. But for me, it's you got to give Bayless another chance. Um, you do. I, I don't know if you split it between him and Scott, but I think Scott is electric. I think he has the – I don't know how much experience he has because, again, he played running back in high school, he told us, and then he switched to receiver going, you know, to college. college. He never played receiver in high school, made the switch, was insanely good at it, obviously got drafted. And but how much did he return? You know, how much how much you know Bayless has some experience. I don't think he did either. I don't think he had any experience returning. And so to do it at the NFL level is not easy. Dante Pettis was an electric like return man in college. And even in the NFL, he he's you know, ball security is you know obviously important. That's the most important part. Obviously, being able to judge, you know, hey, do I take this one? Do I let it bounce? Bayless obviously struggles with that right now. But Dante still wasn't able to kind of break away what, you know, those runs that he did in college. So it's just, it, it takes a special person in Chicago. We know that Devin Hester uh, to be able to treat Cohen, which, you know, he is trying to make a comeback in the league. I think the bears should work him out. I already did a huge yeah, article but, on this. That's on yeah, sports mockery. The only but problem again, is, no, you're right. Yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. I was going to say, that's who I wanted. Honestly, I was like, yo, at this point, yeah. like just bring Tariq back, you know, the great comeback story, you know, we, you know, you, if you can read yeah. on what's happened to Treek and whatnot, but I was, I was, I was here for it, but he mm -hmm. told, I think he was on a live on Twitch. Or a podcast. Oh, Twitch. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, they, they don't want me. So that's the only reason why I didn't bring him up, but that's the perfect fit. Like Tariq yeah. catching a ball back. There, of course, I don't know how well he can run after his injuries and whatnot, but I trust Tariq back there compared to <laughs> anybody else on this roster other than Dante. Cause Dante's on IR. So who knows, man? I, I have no idea with this position, but we, they need to figure it out. Week one's right around the corner. And we hope our defense forces some punts. So I think it's interesting. Yeah, I, uh, they better. Um, but it is interesting that, you know, Dante Pettis going to IR, it really does clear, clear, clear up the receiving room, in my opinion. So right now we have, let me, let me take a look at it. And again, I, I guess I'm jumping the gun here. As far as, you know, is the, the punt returner situation. Again, I don't think he is on the roster. I think that's a great point. Um, Cor oh, Cordell Patterson, that would be awesome. Um, and then did he say, did he just say we traded? For no, 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 sorry. He, oh, the next comment said he trade. Yeah, don't. oh my god, I was like, bro, that'd be insane. crazy if that'd I be, just you'd be a little, that. yeah, you need to start speaking a little bit more. Exactly. Chris Jones, you know, for pennies, crazy. please. Uh, anyways, that's funny. They, uh, for those you know, listening on Apple, Spotify, hereafter, um, it was a comment on YouTube that said traded for Rondell Moore. Uh, he meant to say trade for Rondell. So interesting, funny, <laughs> you know, it, I was shook for, I was shook for a minute. Got pretty hyped. Now the receiving room jumping over there, we have, obviously it's, you know, on one end we have DJ Moore, Bayless Jones, Jr. Dante Pettis was the third string receiver on that side. Isaiah Ford was behind him. And then we have Mooney, St. Brown, Scott right there. And then Webster, Joe Reed, I think was actually waived as well. Yeah, so what about, sorry, I think what about it, what about Fountain? Because he's been balling out. Is he yeah, I mean, he's 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 at the bottom. He's at the back. I don't even see him on here. Maybe they signed him. He's when had they a good preseason, so I'm kind of like, you yeah. know, if anyone's yeah, yeah. shown it, I know. But it's like again, we go back to his punt return, so we can't get rid of Dante. Now he's on IR, so it doesn't go against the roster. But Which, like, what happened? Like, did did I miss an injury? I don't know. I don't know. I watched that entire game back. Watched all this stuff. He was fine. I it has to be has to be something that happened during the um oh i see i see fountain here actually i'm sorry it's claypool scott and then fountain who's the third string so he could have a spot on the team too it, it's like how many receivers are they going to keep 
you know, who do they value? I think last year they did seven, which is a lot. So I'm not saying that's exactly what's going to happen, but I think last year they did seven. If it wasn't seven, it was six. And if it's six, that's even tougher because (laughs) we know the first four easily. They're locked. DJ, Mooney, Claypool, Scott. Fifth is probably Valus. I just feel like it is. He's the best kick returner in the NFL. And polls spoke very highly of him during his interview on Hogan Johns, which is – First of all, great podcast. If you're listening to this one, I'm sure you've listened to Hogan Johns, but it was a great interview, a lot of great insight. And that right there struck to me or kind of, you know, struck me as regards to, okay, they value him. Now, this was, was this before the punt? Yeah, this was before the muff, I believe. No, no, it was um, after. I think they it was after. Yeah, I think it was after. Even better, even better. Yeah. But they asked him about, muff, has he shown enough on offense? And Poles is like, yeah, basically, in essence. I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but he was like, yeah, he's shown no, yeah. enough on offense, so. It's it's gonna be interesting. Oh. I I think the 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 battle there is. I think tomorrow we're, it'll be fun to watch, especially if you know, say they rotate. You know, you know. Okay, it's it's Valus then Scott Valus Scott Valus. It's just like I would love for Valus just to be the guy. Question: like Does Scott even play? Because I think he was like banged up last week. I don't know. They haven't announced. I yeah, I thought he was okay. I thought he was. You might, no, know. you might be right. I'm just curious. I hope so. I would love to see Valus and Scott out there. Yeah, I think Scott needs to play. Is his spot well, locked I mean, in there? His, his, his only well, you know, he's he's making the roster. He's making the roster for sure. There's no way he's not making the roster. Yeah. There's no way. I, I'm like oh. so confident on it. There's Me too. No and Tyler Scott, like I say all the time, you know, friend of the pod. I'm rooting for him. I think he does deserve that spot. But if he doesn't, I mean, availability is the best, you know, ability. And so the, the if, and if he goes to so cheap, they're so cheap. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Sometimes. And also, you know, the the they give them more t- there's more of a long sorry there's a longer leash with the rookies you know what i mean right if this is third year like like or like a uh eq right that leash gets shorter and shorter the longer in the league because that question that jacob brought up with the statements like what have you done for me recently right it's hard mm-hmm. to say that with rookies because it's like you haven't done anything because you haven't been out in the field so like that leash is so long to like give them time to learn and grow to like really cut with someone that you just drafted like four like you don't see that in the NFL, Dave, like fourth round or lower getting cut the first season. You have to either be in like legal trouble or like just, you know, not giving effort. Terrible. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like or, but even still, they're like, oh, we'll give you time to learn and mature and stuff like that. So I think that's a certified lock. It's it's going to be people that have been in the league for a minute that like where else do you bring value to the team? So EQ, right? Where else do you bring a value? Are you good enough to just block? Um, even Valus, you know, it's a shorter leash, but I think two years, you know, still he's like, it's only his second year. So I think they're gonna give him more time there. So it'd be interesting though, that like back three wide receivers, you know, Pettis, EQ, Fountain, it's going to be interesting to see who fills those roles or fills that spot. No, uh, that's why I'm so excited for, I, I bet everyone else is too, but I'm excited for tomorrow's game. Obviously it's cool that Justin's playing, but at the end of the day, there's just so much at stake on this roster because of the youthfulness, the influx of talent that polls was able to bring in just from, you know, the end of last year to down. So it's exciting. Uh, returner will be something I'm looking into. So our last segment we're going to do here today is um, I want to know kind of what the biggest storyline is going to be coming out of the bears versus bills preseason game. It can be bills related, probably want to stick with the the bears give me a storyline that you think we'll kind of go back and forth maybe we'll give two or three um that we think are is just going to you know be talked about the most um after this preseason game's over mine's not a fun answer but i think it's a very that's fine. Real. 
realistic answer, and the answer is injuries. And not like, oh, what were the injuries from the game? But like now mm-hmm. that the preseason's over, it's like who's ready for week one, right? And it's kind of been the topic for the past two weeks, right? Because we've had a lot of people sitting out, a lot of star names. So I think we're going to come out of this, knock on wood, that you know there aren't any more injuries added. And the big question is like, all right, who's ready for week one? Because that's all that matters now at this point, right? Yeah. In my, like the biggest thing where I'm looking at like, you know, because I, like care, I care more about the starters than, you know, wide receiver seven. Um, so yeah, I would go with that, but there's going to be more than one big storyline in my opinion. That's just one of them. I think that's going to, yeah. And then we'll, go, we'll, we'll throw, like I said, we'll probably do two or three each real quick. We, we, we think we're going on an hour here, which is always good. I mean, we love talking football. Oh, we, we appreciate yeah. everyone that's hopping in with us, been in the chat, been very active again. We appreciate it. Make sure to leave Absolutely. a like button if you can. Uh, anyways, my biggest storyline is air yards. I think it's going to be eliminated. Again, <laughs> relax, relax. Yeah, air yards. I don't think we're – maybe we'll joke about it, but I believe that Justin is going to at least – I think he's going to play a quarter. I don't think it's going to be a drive or yeah. two. I think he will play a quarter. That's my guess. And I think he's going to really – again, it is vanilla. Preseason is preseason. You take it with a grain of salt. But what he needs to do, what he's supposed to do, is he needs to light that – he needs to light him up. It's preseason. Not all the starters are going to be there. If DJ Moore is out there, Claypool's out there, which I don't know if he will be, Mooney, if the starters are out there and the O-line can at least you know, protect him a little bit, which I think they're going to be rolling him out. They know that it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be the starting line. So they're going to be careful, you know, keeping him healthy. But I need Fields to go out there and just ball out, whether it's you know two great drives or if he does play that full quarter. I need some air yards. I need some, you know, push it down the field, whether it's a big ball to Mooney, just – to shut everyone up a little bit, you know, in regards to, you know, the screen passes, which is what you want. You want fields to have to work less, run less, and make it easy yeah. on himself and let his playmakers, you know, make plays. Get the ball out quick. It doesn't matter if it's just a little bit behind DJ Moore. That's why he is the number one receiver. He will catch it wherever. That's how good he is. His hands are amazing. So for me, the biggest storyline coming out of this game is Justin Fields and the ability to push the ball down the field. I think we're going to see some intermediate and perhaps a deep shot or two, hopefully, in regards to just, you know, air yards. I think he's going to have more, you know. <laughs> so what's what's your next storyline I mean, he coming can, out here? He can't have less, Dave, because I think he had <laughs> negative. Yeah, he really he had negative seven, something like that? Yeah, I think so he could, I, man, you know. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, my, I'd say not. my next one, which we talked about, but is like I think is actually probably bigger than my first one but I wanted to give a different perspective was QB two position, right? If Tyson balls out in this next game, right. Or like plays how he's been playing. It's really, cause now it's the decision has to be made roster has to get cut to 53. So it's going to be like, yo, who's QB two. And if he gets cut, the next storyline is, is he making the, is he making the uh, uh, practice squad? And then will he last on there? So, I mean, I know we already went did depth into that, but I think that's probably my eyes. Like who I'm watching in this preseason the most is probably that. It's the most exciting. It's quarterback. Like, let's see, because I'm rooting for the guy. Hopefully, uh, Tyson can make the squad. Okay, I like that one. I'm gonna go defense here. This one, Tyreek Stevenson. Last week, I was kind of critical of just you know the way he played. He had an, another penalty, which again, take learn now. Do it in the preseason. Don't let it cost you in the regular season. But for me in that red zone um, where he just had a ball go through his hands, he joked, you know, earlier this week how he's like, you know, I'm going to bounce back. You know, I'm going to show you guys that I can actually catch the ball. And I think it's one it was one of his knocks coming into the league that, you know, 
his ball his hawking skills are just it's not like you know an eddie jackson you know or something like that. it's it's similar to jalen where the production just wasn't there in college i think he can do it you saw the instincts on that play which i think i can bring it up here in a second but yeah. tyreek stevenson i think he's gonna have a bounce i think he just is a, he's a confident player and in my opinion i believe he's gonna prove that i think he's gonna get a lot of snaps and i think he's gonna I think he's going to ball out. I really do. I, I'm hoping. I think one of the storylines coming out of this one is Tyreek Stevenson. It's already kind of been solidified, but he is going to be the starter at corner. And I think we're going to finally be like, oh, I think he's going to pick. I think he's going to make a play where it's like, oh, there it is. That's what we've been waiting for. He's been good, especially against the Titans. I thought he had a, a lot of great plays. He almost had another oh, interception yeah. then. So it's like back-to-back weeks of preseason where the ball is hitting him in the hands. And it's like one could have been a pick six. One would have been a – Big turnover in the red zone that ended up ultimately ended up being six. So for Tyreek Stevenson, I think this is where he's gonna. All right, you know what? Maybe it's on Josh Allen. I don't know. That would be great. Uh, probably not. Probably gonna be on the backup quarterback. But nonetheless, I think the storyline coming again. Tyreek Stevenson has he arrived? No, but I think he's gonna be making a significant leap, and the buzz is just gonna be even bigger uh, come week one. So. What's your third final storyline, Figgy? Oh, I don't know if I have a third one to be honest with you, but I, let me let me uh, go off of your uh, storyline. And at least what we're seeing with him is like maybe the catching's not there yet. Catching can be improved, you know, jug machine, all that stuff. What's harder to teach is instincts, and that man is in the right position a lot of times, right? So and I'm sure you're going to show the play, but you know he that's not even his man, right? I think he's in the zone and he comes over to shade, right? So he he, he sees the ball where it's going to go. He just goes through his hands, you know? So I think I'm not too worried about him. Obviously, I want to see him play more. He's a rookie. But, you know, I agree with you. I think he's very confident. See, but look, it's not even him. He's shading over. He catches that. That's a great play. That's what I'm saying. It's a great – he came over. Again, we're watching here. He came over and made a play. That's the same thing as last uh, against the Titans week one preseason, where it's like it's on the sidelines. It, it yep. he, he jumps the route a little bit, and it just – he can't he can't catch it you know and it's like, okay you know first game rookie it is what it is this one it's like another great instinct play the athleticism is on Beautiful. full display and even i just don't know how he didn't catch it. It, it and he joked around he's like i'm gonna show you guys you know that i can catch the ball and it's like please do because that would that would have been a highlight like that would have been just a huge huge highlight and a huge boost of confidence for him heading into i don't even know if he plays he probably does play this week but he makes this play or he makes back, you know, the, the week one interception, he makes this interception. It's like, man, are you, do you even want to play him? You know, he's just saying, he's uh, just saving them for the regular season. But like you said, the instinct is what's important, right? The instinct is what I like to see. He's able to jump on these. We've seen it over and over again. He's physical. We already knew that was one of his strengths, but like so far as a rookie, again, you know, this is premature because we haven't seen him play NFL snaps against, you know, all starters, but I'm excited to see him play. So I guess my third storyline would be, are there any other rookies that step up, right? So like in the third game, do we see Javon Dexter have a breakout game? Do we see uh, Zach Pickens still look, you know, he's had some big splash plays, right? Obviously Tyreek Stevenson's that we've, ta- uh, uh, that we've talked about. Roshan Johnson, does he get some big runs? Because he looked good last game, right? He had some great runs. He's looked good all preseason. So really, I'm, you know, just like most preseason, it's, you know, it's focused on the waiver wire guys, guys who's on the, you know, potential, uh, the potential to get cut and your rookies. So I want to see like what rookies show up tomorrow. Cause I think that's what's going to make the game like so exciting because you, we get so caught up in like the potential, you know what I mean? When we see, Oh wow. 
these are great picks. This is great depth that we have. And then hopefully it'll start to show out, you know, in the NFL season. So either way, all these storylines, I think they're great. I'm excited. Week one's almost here. But Dave, what's your last one? Yeah, last one. Um, uh, Again, I've been positive, so I'm going to go negative here as well. Um, I don't think it's going to be awful. I think we're going to see a lot of it maybe on the all 22 film, the, you know, just watching the, you know, the replay back. I think the offensive line is going to be okay. I think Fields is going to mask a lot of that just because of his elite um, ability to kind of escape and maneuver and extend plays. I think that that's one of the best things about Fields is his athleticism. It's so rare. He makes, he's going to make the offensive line look, a little bit better than it really is tomorrow, just because of the patchwork that's coming in. We're not thinking you're going to be missing three starters, um, some really good players there. So I think after the game, one of the biggest storylines, and I think Poles is going to realize this too, and having the number one spot at the waiver wire, having a lot of flexibility, having 15 million in cap space, some free agents out there, you know, Jason Peters, you know, just kidding. But again, it's <laughs> those type of players where it's like, I think Poles is going to realize it too. We're like, okay. I think we need to get another depth piece yeah. here because we don't know how long Tevin's out. I'm thinking six to, you know, six weeks max, probably if you yeah. can come back sooner. Great. But again, it's just, you need depth there. And so to, to really utilize that waiver wire pick and maybe sign, you know, two, three, four million offensive tech, someone that has been in the league that can yeah. just add a little bit more. Cause it's a little, it's young right now. There's a lot of youth on that line outside of, you know, some of the vets um, again, Nate Davis worries me too, you know, crazy story coming out about him but i just think that the offensive line is not going to look as good as we kind of you know obviously we don't have high expectations but it's like i think it's going to look worse than i think what we might even expect i don't think fields is going to be sacked a ton but i think there's going to be issues or it's like okay fields having to escape again like why is he already you know leaving the pocket again he may pick up 10 yards or throw a great you know ball but it's like he shouldn't have to feel that much pressure within you know, a second, you know, we don't want that. So for me, no, I think another, no, exa- exactly. And the thing is, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they hold up great and the bills aren't playing Von Miller and you know, it, it looks fine, but I think Dave, you're not going to like this answer. Line. You know, you know how you help out a bad line screen passes. So let's uh let's, maybe he does have less than yeah. negative seven air yards. So <laughs> screen passes in run games. So that's how you help a bad uh, offensive line and protection. So, uh, okay, you want to finish off with questions? You got some questions. Yeah, let's get to, if you guys have any questions, throw them in here. We'll stay as long as we need to. Um, is there any other that you starred, Ficky, that we didn't, yeah. haven't gotten yeah, to? Yeah, I yet? got him here. Yep, yep. All right, let's do so, it. So, uh, Arvo asked a question earlier when we were talking about the running backs. Can we rank running backs by pass protection skills? You want to take a shot okay. at that? Yeah, um, if you want to go first, I'm going to bring up PFF here. Okay, um, I thought that That's would be fine. a cool tool. Um, that's cool. Yeah. While you I do that, I'll give, I'll give, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What do you think? You go. I think, so it's probably going to go, it's hard to t- tell with the rookie Roshan, but if he's not, I'm going to put Foreman, Roshan, Herbert, uh, who would be Ebner maybe as I was next or Homer. I don't even know. Maybe I guess the top three, because I don't know about the four, how well they do on pass protection, but I would probably go Roshan yeah. first, uh, Foreman first, Roshan, then Khalil. Okay. Yeah. Let me, so let me pull it up here. I have the, cause I, I love PFF for a lot of different reasons. I think they, when, when it comes to, um, let me see here. 
share this one instead. Um, and I might be able to make it a little bit bigger so everyone can kind of see. Cool. How does it look, Vicky? Yeah, yeah that's look good. good? Mm -hmm. Okay. So here, oh, maybe I can't. Hold on. I think I can no, see the names. Forming. Yeah, I can see the numbers though. Yeah, I, I can read them. Oh, all. you can. There's a yeah. You can see okay. the numbers if you go back. Yeah. So real quick, as far as PFF goes, they're not perfect. There's a lot of you know things that I don't like, but there's also a lot of good things as far as like the trenches. Those grades I think are very valuable. Um, so what we have here, let's see here, that might be a little bit better just for now. Um, we have Nathan Peter. I don't know why he's on there, but as far as the running backs go, this is just the run blocking right now. So they take in a ton as far as like how they calculate this stuff. We can get in that too in a second, but as far as running backs go run blocking this preseason, just 2023, which there's a decent amount of snaps where you can see how many they've had here. Um, so Travis Homer, he's had 13 webs or he's had 13. Rosan Johnson has 21. Khalil Herbert has only had four. Now, yeah. is that because he's not getting as many snaps? Probably, but at the same time, yeah, it is what it is. When it comes, we all know Herbert's kind of flaw here. Foreman, seven snaps. So their grades are pretty interesting. Khalil Herbert has nothing, not enough um, information, yeah. I guess, to go on. But um, Roshan Johnson, he's at 60, which is fair. You can see the yellow here. It's not bad. It, for, for a rookie, again, it is preseason, so it is vanilla. But 60 is pretty good, and that's one thing that he's he's been, you know – um, pretty good on. And then uh, pass blocking right here, he's even better. I mean, look at 72.5, um, which is very, very good. You have Foreman, who is also 79.7, higher than Roshan Johnson. So you see Herbert here is at 72.4, which, you know, it is what it is in regards to pass blocking. But I, I think as far as ranking them, I think it's easy. I think it goes Roshan Johnson. I think he's already very, very good at it, you know, and he hasn't been in the league very long. Um, and then – Honestly, I, I like Foreman. I, I think he's he's a solid dude. He's just a veteran. And then I think it I think it goes Herbert. I, I like Homer, but he's a little bit smaller. I would have to look at the who's bigger as far as Herbert, Herbert and Homer. But I think you kind of miss, you know, pick your poison there. But they both been, all of them have been pretty solid. So pass protection, you know, run blocking. Um, it, it, it is what it is. But I don't think it's a, a great spot. I think Roshan Johnson week eight might even be better, which is going to be a great resource, especially third down. He's a pretty good receiving back too. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting. Hopefully, you know, it's not something that we have to talk about because that would be, you know, ideal. Yeah, it means, um, yeah, it means they're not question, doing their hopefully... job. Right, because it's yeah, like linemen, it's, it's right? You don't want to talk linemen. about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So We are yeah, in, so... in sync. Sync. Yeah. So uh, if we're so not yeah, talking I, about this, you know. Yeah. And it, what, what's the next I mean, question? I hope not. Uh, okay. So Arvo's got another one, and then we have one after that. So Arvo, I had okay. another one. Says, "Is Chris Jones a good teacher slash mentor?" I'm gonna jump in and say, "I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't. Could yeah, he? I mean, I mean, he's a vet, so he, he might. I don't. I haven't. How, how about this? We haven't heard reports that he's toxic. So yeah. But again, no, I don't I mean, have that information. I have no idea. I think most players, I mean, he's, he's well liked in the locker room. I know that like, he, I've, I've seen it. Like, I think it was last year, just some of the, like the chiefs are obviously a very, they're a popular team. When you have the best quarterback in the NFL, you're going to get a lot of insight. You're going to see a lot of videos. And from everything I saw last year, again, I don't follow him in depthly, but he's a good dude. You know, he's been in the league for, you know, quite a while. He's productive. Um, he makes a lot of players around him better. I think, you know, 
as far as like, okay, how great is he? Is he, is he a guy that's like, Hey, let's go out, you know, take the line out for, for lunch. We don't know that. But at the end of the day, he's a pro, you know, he's professional and there has been no character issues. So is he going to give all his sneak, you know, his secrets away and techniques and stuff? I don't know, you know, but he's going to, he's a good teammate in my opinion. And hopefully we have to talk about it more, you know, once he comes to the bears, it'd be fun. Oh, that would be great. All right. Uh, next question. So we got one from, I know that'd be crazy. Next question. We got one from Gillian. Excuse me. Chance we trade any player before Tuesday. Oh yeah. Oh, well, uh, no, actually I'm going to say no, because we got to cut the roster down. Um, I think they're going to, I think that's what they're going to be working on predominantly is like, okay, Hey, we have a bunch of guys here, 90 guys. We have to evaluate the tape. We have to, you know, from tomorrow, they're going to go over the bills game. They're going to get, you know, work day and night over the next 48 hours to kind of finalize who, okay. And it's a tough decision. There's going to be coaches. There's going to be fighting for the guys that, Hey, we, I want this guy here, you know, and vice versa. And it's going to be a lot of emotions. I don't think a trade happens anytime now, but after the, after the roster set, absolutely. I think there might be at least one might not be big, but I think there could be a returner again, might not be on the roster. That could be a huge, that could be a very, very, um, likely scenario good question what about you yeah i agree with you no i agree completely with you i don't have anything to add i think they got so much to handle (laughs) with the with the cutting down the roster that i don't think a trade's happening i think they're going to get the roster to where it is and then see where there's missing you know holes in the in the in the uh, yeah on the roster sorry in the depth chart all right last question odds we get chris jones let's say zero out of ten Odds we get Chris Jones. Okay, Where would you, put you go first. Mm, I'm at a I'm at a four. I'm at a four. I'll say four. Yeah. What about you? I honestly was thinking four. Um, so I'm not gonna go four. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I am. I, I'm thinking four. I don't think it's high. I think forty percent is is fair, but probably it's at twenty. It's probably in that 20, 25%. Let's be realistic yeah. here, but we're both positive. So it's going to bump up a percentage or two um, or 10. And I think, I think you're right. It's just, it's more likely like the easier if, way is more likely not to happen than it is. That's how we feel. Oh, right. If Hard, Justin was the guy, in. if yes. Justin, show, again, we both are very confident in him. And I think it makes sense to even trade for him now. If it's, if it's reasonable, if it's feasible, I think it makes sense. Even if you have a rookie quarterback next year, but if Justin was the guy, if he showed more, and again, credit to him for what he worked with last year. They just didn't. They tore it down. They knew what they were doing. Obviously, one of the worst rosters in the NFL, if not the, the worst. worst. <laughs> so, but if Justin could just show a little bit more as a passer, it's like, okay, yeah, let's get let's go get saying. Taylor. Let's go get Chris Jones. You you be a little bit more aggressive there. But I think, think that think comes mid season. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, you're no. right. But that's what I'm saying though. Like. I want to confirm what we have is good because if you think about if Mitch was that dude, that's a championship team. That defense is so good. And the offense was good enough. It was good enough. At least that's a very competitive team, right? Like, yeah. So it's, I, I, someone mentioned it earlier that I have PTSD. You're absolutely right. I'm just like, Poles has come in here and said the right things and done the right things to follow up. Let's build through the draft. Like, let's not make those big risks that Ryan Pace would do until we feel more comfortable with what we have. I just don't see him going against that because he hasn't shown that to this point. Does that mean he won't trade for someone? No, we've seen trades. But 
I think it's all the trade so far and everything has been built around to confirm or deny if Fields is that guy. If he is, oh, then I think the fun's going to happen. You thought this season was fun? If Fields is the guy, like even if we don't like ball out, but like he looks good, next season with all that cap, there's going to be there's going to be frustrated players, a whole nother draft. I think that's where like rumor, the rumor mill is going to go crazy because we'll now be more in, in that, uh, I'd say that competitive window where it's like, oh, maybe we are a couple players away from actually being like truly competitive. Yeah. No, I, I agree with it, man. I um, I don't know what, what I wish. I wish we were in a little bit better of a spot with Justin. Otherwise, we'd be like, okay, I'd be pounding the table. But now it's like, okay, I think we're good. I think we're enough to compete, especially you look at last year's roster. We already just talked about it. But again, if they make the trade, great. Super Bowl, you know, if not, Super Bowl still. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> honestly, I, I think that they're, they're in a good spot, a healthy spot. And again, building through the draft is going to be what what is what is what is best for this team, you know? And then when you get closer, when you are on that bubble, Super Bowl pull bubble, that's when you pull the trigger. And hopefully it's sooner rather than later. And hopefully it's with this quarterback, you know, hopefully it's with Fields. So. Well, Dave, guess what? We're about to find out in a couple weeks because week one that. is right around the corner and football is back. So I need that. We're gonna, one, this is going to be a fun I need season. That oh, I need it. Inject it into my veins, please. Please. I've been waiting so long and then and honestly it's funny because doing this podcast with you which has been great it makes it worse because <laughs> we talk about the bears so much and i'm just like yo can we can we get there can we can i can't wait to actually talk about like a real yeah. roster and players that are on the team so but it's all been fun it's gonna get even better i love it bear down we're here baby absolutely man hey did we get do we ever get – I see a couple – again, I, I I know we want to get out of here. Foreman gets traded from Matthew Brown. Did we, did we touch on that one? Oh, quick? sorry. No, he di he didn't get uh, – he wouldn't get traded. I don't think so. He would get no. cut. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to I don't think, the, I don't think anybody's going to be sending anything for him either. Um, no, no. But very productive player. Uh, no, I think that's know. what he should stay on the squad. God, I don't think yeah, he's going so, anywhere. No, like, no. It, running back depth, you, you touched on – you nailed it perfectly. You need guys – People get hurt. It's the NFL, the running back, offensive line. There's some positions where it's like sometimes you're just going to have to – you're going to have to go through injuries. And well, as Dave, much we as just they talked about three quarterbacks. You know what I mean? If we're thinking three quarterbacks, I mean, we're going to need five running backs. <laughs> like it's, the, yeah. it's a violent, it's a violent, wonderful sport, and people get injured. So, I, you know, the more yeah. the merrier if, if, if possible. And I think that's a good sign. I think that's why they signed him. Yeah. So no, absolutely. Again, I uh, at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, it, it you know football's here. The season is finally here. It's been fun to talk about. Lots of rumors, um, but finally, it's it, it's it's here. So, Vicky, before we go, man, anything you want to say tomorrow? Love y'all. Appreciate it. if you if you love the show, thumbs up, subscribe. We got a lot of great shit coming. More content. I'm just excited. A lot good. of good, like a lot of good guests coming. It's gonna be stuff. a very fun season. We honestly Hell I cannot yeah. wait. I think just the electric I'm glad I think Fields us. is gonna be the guy. Yeah, absolutely. It just it just and, feels and I haven't lastly, felt this way. I haven't felt this way in, since like 2018, but I feel like this is even more because I believe in the quarterback even more, which is all I care about because we've never had one. So like it's I think that's the energy's just really up. So I think, you know, I'm just trying to ride that high. And that's why I'm so excited to get to week one because we haven't seen like a new a new GM, yeah. new coach in the culture, new players that actually look good that we've gotten from the draft that we like. 
and have performed on the field. And then the quarterback's looking good. And then Kevin Warren, new stadium. It's just a lot of new, exciting, fun stuff. And so I'm just, that's why I'm just like dying to get to the season. So that's my last rant on it. I know it's not going to get us there any faster, but I'm just happy y'all are with us along the ride and it's going to be fun. Absolutely. Well, hey, Again, if you're still here, we uh, there's quite a few still here in here. If you can just like the video, I know we keep saying it, but it really does help. Just really get the video help. out there. Um, if you enjoy the content, tell a friend. We, you know, um, the support it really has been uh, amazing. And so, again, you can check me out uh, Twitter, Dave underscore BFR. Also, all my articles, everything I write, SportsMafia.com. Uh, they are, you know, we are partnered with them. They're amazing. We love their platform. Oh, yeah. Go check out all their articles. Eric Lambert, everybody, great over there. Ficky. We know where to find you. It's Ficky Baby on Twitter, IG. Um, again, we'll, see you. We'll, we'll, we'll be right back tomorrow. We, we will be recapping uh, the Bears versus Bills. Whatever happens, it will be about, what, 30 minutes after the game. We'll, we'll go live oh, and yeah, talk about yeah, it. About, depending on yeah. – yeah. We'll, we'll, you'll see – you know, that's a great it's a great point. Get those notification bell, turn that on, so then as soon as we decide yeah. what time, you're notified immediately so you don't miss the show and you can be in right from the beginning. So, But, yeah, it should be like around Absolutely. 30 minutes after the – after the game, which the game's at 12 central one Eastern, I think. So yeah, something yep. like that. either way, we'll be here. If you can't be with us live, that's okay too. We'll be on YouTube. It'll be on Apple, Spotify. Again, if you listen that way, uh, you're listening right now, we appreciate you. Go ahead and leave a review five stars. Uh, you know, obviously five stars, uh, leave a comment. <laughs> it really does help that platform as well. Uh, we, I know we, I don't enjoy talking about it, but as far as just supporting us, letting us kind of continue to talk, you know, Bears football, which is going to be exciting. Uh, nonetheless, just go ahead and help out in any way you can. If you don't, don't matter either. We just happy right. you're here. Um, yeah, and we absolutely. will talk with you guys. Uh, it's crazy to say it. We'll talk with you tomorrow. So <laughs> we'll be right back. Peace. <laughs>